Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrowcom slash ACAST. That's burrowcom slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. And welcome to the Gallant View Rangers podcast. My name's Colin McDuff, and after a 4 0 scudding of Dundee United, I'm looking to plan the title party already. Here to bring me back down the earth is Scott Hodge. All right, lads. Craig McAdam. Morning. And Ian McCready. Good to see you, all. Yeah, good to see you as well, Ian. Welcome back. And so I'm very excited, boys. Obviously, Dundee United were put in their place, but Craig, even more exciting. I'm going, to, I'm going to tell you a tale of three parts. Rangers go on international break. Rangers come back from international break. Rangers are good after international break. Unheard of. <coughs> uh, that will never catch on. That will become a thing. No chance. <laughs> but, uh, you, you always wonder, because we were doing well before it on a good run. And then you wonder, is it just going to kill the momentum a wee bit? But at times yesterday, I know we're going to discuss it in more detail, especially in the second half, I thought we were. Excellent. That's some of the best football we've played in a long, a long while. So I'm sure we'll come on to talk about that in more detail. Do you think it's? Uh, do you think it's helped Gerard having two weeks to spend time with some of his big hitters, the likes of Tavernier, Goldson, Kent. You know, some of the main players. Alfredo Morelos as well. Some of the main players who weren't away in international duty. How good is Ryan Kent? <laughs> like he just loves tearing people apart, doesn't he? <laughs> uh, but I, especially players like I would say, like Roof's probably benefited a lot from it. You can still see he's not quite up to sharpness. Um, but I think more or less twenty twenty for him, he's not played football until he's came to us. Uh, so for him, just getting that extra training and um, I know that I know the players got a bit of time off, but just just getting around the getting to know the players a bit more, getting to know the coaching staff, the tactics, all that sort of stuff, and just working in the sharpness. Um, so I, it's, it seems to be beneficial so far for a change. Scott, was there any surprises with the, the lineup yesterday for yourself, other than the, you know Balogun going out for Hellander, which will come to? I don't think so, no. I was maybe a bit surprised to see Stephen Davis start because he'd played two full 90 minutes, to my knowledge, for Northern Ireland. So I thought he might have came out and just with his age getting on, but just that it shows you um, 
is the longevity and the influence he has in the team that he's playing. And he, he played the full game yesterday as well, obviously. I'm sure Gerard may have wanted to pull him out, but obviously with uh, with Jack going off early, maybe he didn't have that luxury. So I think it was, I didn't expect Morelos to start, even though he's been training right the way through. And uh, so no, no real surprises for me. I thought Brandon Barker was was a surprise to me at first. And then Ian, I, I don't know what your take is on it. I, I was surprised to see him start. And then I looked back uh, through Twitter and all the news feeds for the weekend. Gerald's been ranting and raving about him. Like, is, I don't know, is, like, is Barker, is Barker got something over Gerald? Like, what's the deal here? I, I think he must train really well. Gerald seems to like players who train well. Um, and have a good attitude. So I can, I can only think it's that because when he turns up on game days, <clears throat> he's he's um, he's not really hitting miss. He's more hitting missing missing miss. miss, miss. <laughs> <laughs> he's um, he's a strange one. I don't like. He's supposed to be like amazing in training, and we never see that in games. It's like he's scared to take people on in games. Um, just. Yeah, he was a surprise. Like I don't know if he was so much of a surprise because he started the last couple of games, hasn't he? So, um, Balogun starting for me was a wee bit of a surprise. Um, I just didn't think he'd change it. Um, more than, like, well, Balogun's fit again, let's get him back in. It was just the, the defences played really well with Philander and Goldson as the, the centre two that I didn't see any reason to change it. I think probably with that, it's just because Philander still coming back to his injury, really, and been out for so long. So it's maybe just a case of we've got good options, we've got lots of games coming up. So it's not, like Jared said in his interview, it wasn't a case that Hollander was dropped. It was more just a sort of a rotation. Um, especially he's been away international duties with a game coming up on Thursday and then playing again Sunday. So it's just, I think it's just a wee bit of a freshness and maybe protecting Hollander a wee bit so that you're not chucking him into every game and then he ends up the injury flares up again um, and you lose him for a few games. I think it was more just a bit of rotation rather than anything else. What I really like about the Hollander Balogun Golson scenario, and we'll come here later on in more detail, but I like how when we change it, it doesn't it it doesn't disrupt the defence. Both Balogun and Hollander are experienced enough to just slot in uh, after a few games out and I think you've seen that I think you've seen that when Balogun came in uh, after, what, about six days of training. Hillanders came back in after injury and they've just looked both, both looked very comfortable. I think that'll be massive for us this year. So, on to the game, Craig, as you said, Rangers started really well. Um, I, I thought they the get-go, they, they were up for it. First goal comes, uh, Scott, we'll come to you, uh, since you mimicked uh, Ryan Kent's hair. Uh, start of the season, you're the main man for this. So, a lovely, lovely wee one-two between Kent and Hadji. Uh, Hadji actually slides it through the defender's legs, a wee nutmeg. Kent just uh, sends the defender for a hot dog, is that what the kids are calling it? <laughs> uh, good wee finish. That, that was a brilliant opening goal. Uh, it's, uh, I, I, I genuinely think... He's, he's so hard to defend against. He'll, he can dip the shoulder anyway. He can do a step over. He still doesn't know what way he's going. He's just so unpredictable. It's just what a, what a difference having a full pre-season has had in him. And he seems to be loving life. And you're honest, he's linked to the leads. If he carries on his form, he might even get a 
bigger move, you know, after that. You could maybe look, you know, potentially at a top ten in the Premier League if he keeps progressing like that. And I know in his uh, interview, you know, they're, they're talking about England. I think that's a bit too <laughs> a bit too much. But if he keeps progressing that way, he's only he's only twenty three or something. So absolutely tremendous goal and it, it, it was it was like a tap in it then because he'd done all the, the work, you know. Defender was just dazed, wasn't he? And it was awfully ball from from Hadji as well. I think Hadji again. He's we, we we talked about it yesterday. He's not been he's not been brilliant, but at the end of the day, he got two assists yesterday, so you can't complain with his contribution. I think Hadji is going to be infuriating this season because he's undoubtedly one of the most talented players at the club. But he will. There will be games where he goes eighty-five minutes of doing fuck all, and then just that one moment of madness, or one moment of magic, he'll change the game. Uh, Thirty-nine minutes, seeing Rangers get the second. Borna Barisic, I I thought it was a beautiful ball in, but I think it actually takes a wee deflection in, um, right, right into that kind of no man's land between the keeper and the defence and James Tavernier. It's a tap-in for him, really. That that was another brilliant goal, full-back to full-back. Yeah, it's brilliant seeing the two um, just pretty much being wingers, essentially, and just being so far up the park all the time and scoring, like, that's two games that Otav's now scored, eh? And both kind of tap-ins at the back post. So uh, it's good to see he's getting more bodies in the box because I always I've felt like over before that with admit it, it used to be it was just Morelos in the box and everybody else was kind of standing about. But aye, Barisic has been brilliant. He's probably number two on the list after Kent this season. He's another assist for him. Um, and you say Kent linked with Leeds, Barisic also linked with Leeds, and I think he's the same. Like Croatian first choice left back, they should be aiming higher than Leeds, the two of them. They should be uh, maybe like an Everton. Um, definitely much higher than Leeds although if you watched the Liverpool Leeds game yesterday Leeds Leeds are going to be exciting this season Aye but it could be them with a defender by the looks Craig Kmar Roof got the third um, the 68 minutes and that was another uh, another really well worked goal I think at this point you mentioned the second half we, we did have chance after chance and some of the build up play was Phenomenal, and you know we kept on knocking at the door. Came our roof, eventually got the third. He he was an interesting one. He started um, kind of number nine position, if you want to call that. When we were forced to make a couple of changes through injury, he kind of dropped off to play behind Alfredo Morelos. It's I think you can tell he's still a bit rusty, but he he will be a big player, especially if he's versatile this year. Uh, I would have liked to have seen us actually start that way. Um, probably not have Barker in the team starting Morelis and then playing Ruth just off him. Um, I think Ruth's just that sort of intelligent player that he'll just be able to pick up positions as long as he's getting forward in an attacking position. It probably doesn't really matter if he's the number nine, if he's coming from the right, the left, if he's dropping off a wee bit. Um, I think he's just that sort of player that he'll cause problems anywhere up there. It just seems really intelligent and as he gets sharper, the more goals he gets, the more confidence he gets, he'll be he'll be a good signing for us. Uh, but the second half we were just bombing forward. Uh, part of me was thinking was it maybe going to be like the, the Hamilton game? Um when we were getting lots of chances and playing nice stuff but we just couldn't get the extra goals. Um 
So getting four, we, we can't really complain, but we easily could have got a lot more than that. Um, even when you think of the subs coming on, Arfield was doing excellent bombing forward. Um, he got the assist for, for Rusko as well. And constantly they used to fullbacks, um, Barisic, Tav, bombing down the wings. Did you hear the, the stats he said about Tav before the game in Rangers TV? He scored oh. scored one in five, um, and he assists is better than um, one in every two games. I think it was 1.73 1. 1. games. Yeah. Like, that's... That's incredible, especially he's a defender. <laughs> like, <laughs> like a number ten would be happy with those stats. Uh, and in the last, I think in the last two hundred and sixty-seven games, Rangers have played. Tav's played two hundred and fifty of them. Like, it's, he, he gets a hard time, doesn't he? But he, when you see stuff like that, he's probably greatly underappreciated by lots of fans. Um, and now he's a, a goal-scoring centre forward by looks of it, since he's getting in the six-yard box scoring <laughs> scoring goals. So. Hopefully that continues and they can get stats even better. Uh, well, that must go down as one of the best bits of business we've ever done. Not for was it two hundred and fifty k we signed him for, and he's given yeah. unbelievable. It's a shame because he he is a Rangers captain, and every Rangers captain will always be judged in the trophies they win. Uh, you can't you can't deny how important a player he is, and I just obviously you know, I, I want Rangers to win every trophy going, but I really really hope. He gets a chance to lift himself away. He deserves it. 250 appearances. And he's just so reliable. We spoke about him before. Just being the perfect athlete. He's always available. He's all he looks after himself so well. And it was good to see Neil McCann and Alan Hutton make the point yesterday on RTV about he gets a bit of criticism for not being a shouter, but you don't need to be the loudest player in the park to be a good captain. He is the player that he is the player that his teammates look to to get him out of trouble, to lead by example, and he does that. And it's good to see him get that flare back. Uh, as you just talk about, like we've not really seen Tavernier play like this since we were in the championship when he's a, uh, you know, the kind of uh, attacking fullback or the uh, the defensive striker, whatever you want to call him. I don't know what that position is. It is. He just dominates that right wing. So it's good. It's it's amazing to see him do so well and. Just really hope that continues. Scott Craig mentioned Arfield there, and he's made me look like an absolute mug yesterday. I mentioned to you yesterday when when he came on. I don't see where he fits in this season because I think he might just be a bit part player. But going in that, he's up for the challenge. I thought that was the best goal actually. Arfield's goal. I thought I was so well worked. I said to you, the pass from Goldson was tremendous. That's not a wee trickly pass. He fires it in. To Ken again, just sent um, sent Hadji down the line, very similar to the 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 Porto goal away goal. Remember, like Ken Ken what sort of flicked around the Barisic to play into Morelos, I thought, and then Hadji just cutting it back to Arfield, and it was a lovely finish. It looks as though he's got a point to prove. We were saying that yesterday. It just shows you the standard when you've got a player like Arfield and Kamara in the bench when they they were probably our star players at one point. Now they're back in the pecking order, but they're not happy with that and they're really pushing on the door. I thought he played brilliant when he came on. And, you know, we've been guilty when we're making substitutions that the game goes flat and it's dead, but he, he actually injected some life into it, I thought. So it's a great goal, I thought. Best of the best of the day, I'd say. Uh, I think that's a, a really good point. Uh, mention about the strength and depth. Last season, that field would have been a stick-on starter regardless of circumstances. Now, he has to fight for his place and it just shows how we are developing as a squad. Ian, I think uh, 
I think if you look at the back five, it shows how much uh, we how much uh, we've improved. Alan McGregor, the best keeper in Scotland, still he's out injured. You know, our, our first choice centre back yesterday was Balligan. He was out injured last minute. Hellander come in. Uh, I'm really not worried at all about the defence this season. No doubt now that I've said that they'll concede four next next week. But yeah, I think we're in a really good position with the three centre halves, the two keepers. Yeah, I I think what uh, might get overlooked a wee bit is when we go on oh, the defence is really strong, but we've faced I've seen the stat and it's like we've faced eight shots. So it's it's the teams aren't ever getting into that position. So the midfield are protecting the defence quite a bit as well. So I think the midfield needs to get a lot of credit for the, the clean sheets as well. But anytime the defence is asked to do something these days, they seem to they do it well. Um, John McLaughlin maybe had his first wee flap um, yesterday. Nicky Clark beat him to a header. Um, but other than that, John McLaughlin's been absolutely solid. and <clears throat> he, he, he looks... Every bit as good a goalkeeper as McGregor, and then he looks more comfortable with the ball at his feet. Like he's, he looks very comfortable starting an attack, which uh, McGregor doesn't at all, does he? He's just he's just want to shout at somebody. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's why the defence are doing so well because of that. He's no worry about getting it for nine. But my my only kind of, and I don't want to over panic for no reason, but when when everybody's back fully fit and the manager's got a decision to make, does he have to go with his, his strongest lineup every week or does he chop and change it? Uh, so, for example, does he just pick Golson and Balogun if he finds that's his strongest and keeps it like that until, until they mess up or should it be a rotational thing? I, th- I think a wee bit of irritation. Like he was saying it himself the other day that he, he overplayed Goldson. Uh, so if we can, even if it's taking a guy out for, um, no disrespect to him, but like a Hamilton at home or a St Mirren at home, these are the games when we should be rotating. You know, when you're not facing the strongest uh, attack, take your guy out and give him a rest. Like Goldson comes out in that game and like you, you say like. As Goldson and our best partnership, but we've not seen anybody but Goldson and. So could it be Hillander and Balogun could be better? We never, we'll never know until that happens. But um, yeah, I'd say rotate. I'd also be tempted to throw Patterson in for like if we get um, like a Strinrar or something in the cup, uh, like we've done previously, um, and same with Bassey as well. Like I think there, there will be certain games where we could get him in where. Um, you maybe look at a team and, and go, right, their, their right side's not that strong. We'll, we'll get Bassey a game and give Barisic a rest. I think it's important to create a balance as well, though. Like You don't want to make 10 changes for a game at home, but you want to maybe take two or three out, you know what I mean? Yeah. I think in terms of the defence, like if you're taking Goldson out, you want to keep Tav and Barisic there, you know what I mean? But you can maybe put Edmondson in, for example, or, you know, um, if you're playing... If you want to bring in Patterson, the other back three, if we change like two or three, I think it's just going to be too much and it's going to be disruptive. Craig, uh, Calvin Bassey came on for Borna Barisic. Uh, he's... So I'm going, to, I'm going to sound a bit hypocritical here. 
I hate players getting booked for silly stuff like arguing with the referees, but yesterday I loved it. Barisic is he started this absolute pussy for Rangers, right? Let's know. Right? And he's just I he he's so surely working his way towards the mad creation nutcase of Dado Pascio. It was up it, it just seems up for it all the time though. But Gerard um took him off, he was on a booking, the game was done already. Uh was that the right move? And how do you think Bassey done? I think uh, Barisic uh, secured his place as a nut job when he took on the entire uh, Legia Warsaw fans. Remember that? <laughs> <laughs> they were all going mental and setting off flares, and he goes over to take a corner and starts screwing up to them all. <laughs> uh, so I got, he got that title back then for me. Uh, but yeah, Bassey, um, I think it was, first of all, I think it was the right decision to, to make the sub. Um, Barisic had been booked uh, even after the booking. There was a couple of wee things that I'm sure Clancy wouldn't have hesitated to give him another booking the way that, that he is. Uh, plus, there was reports that he had a wee niggle coming back from international duty. Uh, so I, I think it was the right decision to, to make the sub. Uh, Bassi, I thought, done really well. That's the first time he's actually impressed me. Um, I know he's not really had much chance. It is a, a bit unfair to, to judge him, but the few chances that we have seen him um, and the few chances he has got he's not really done too much for me um, he's been caught out of position a couple of times and that sort of thing uh, so it was good to see him show a bit of potential and show what he, he can do uh, but that's that's just going to take time he's obviously a young boy and he's I don't think he ever played for Leicester's first team did he so it's it's the same as just bringing a, a youth on it's the same situation as Patterson really um, we maybe just think of it slightly differently because he's a new signing but he's, he's one we'll need to be patient with. But going by yesterday's performance, it's a lot of potential, I think, and he, he could be an exciting one in the future. He was unlucky not to score yesterday as well with a couple of chances. Yeah, he looked really sharp as soon as he came on. Uh, and I think, you know, when Ian was talking about rotating players a bit more so we're not playing Tavernier and Golson or even Barisic 60 games a season, this five, five sub rule will... It'll help. Uh, it'll help his ease in a lot of players uh, before they we kind of need to drop them in the deep end. I think we were guilty uh, last year, like maybe overplaying Tavernier, and then when he was injured, we put in Matt Poster, who hadn't kicked the ball in months. Whereas now we can ease in Patterson and Bassey for uh, to get them ready for as and when we do need them to cover. Scott, we've only really touched on them briefly. Uh, which is a sin so far, but Stephen Davis was fucking tremendous yesterday. He was, he's just so intelligent um, in his play, starting attack, just all the loose balls. I thought he, that was the best I've seen him this season, to be honest with you. I thought, just cutting out everything, reads the game. I know we say it all the time, but he, he reads the game so well. And you know, we, we, we talked last week, this is last season, the performances like that, absolutely not. He was, by I thought, by far the best player in the park uh, yesterday. And I think he brings the best out in other players. And he gets the, most of the attacks started, actually. You know, whether that be a pass to, you know, out of the wing back or something, he's just always looking forward, I think, as well. I know, I think he's changed, I think. Last season, he was maybe a bit guilty of just playing back to the centre-half, but now he's turning with the ball and, and, and looking forward. So, absolutely brilliant performance for me. Yeah. What I really liked about the midfield yesterday, we started with Davis and Jack, 
and Jack had to go off with that injury. Hopefully that's not too bad. But Kamara came on and we kept it as a kind of two-man midfield, that kind of 4-2-3-1 or what, you know. It was four attackers anyway, pretty much. And later on in the game, we when our field came on, we were able to change it to a three-man midfield. And Ian, I thought, I thought both worked very well and it's good, good to see that there is a bit of fluidity and they, they can change the formation up a, a bit now. Yeah, I think we were guilty before of kind of being too rigid with one formation, weren't we? And just, it became a bit predictable. Now we've we've seen a couple of different formations. Like we've seen one game where Kent and Hadji kind of in behind the striker um, just, and just been given a free licence to do whatever they want. We've seen them play slightly wider. Um and then, as you say, we went back to the three today, uh, uh, yesterday, sorry, um, at one point. Um, when Yesterday, I felt like when Jack went off and Kamara came on, I don't know if it was just Kamara has had a really good international break and come back um, really confident, but I thought we got better. I thought we've not really seen Kamara and Davis as the two, have we? Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I think Davis basically ran the show by not really doing much, just being in the right place at the right time and making some tremendous passes. Um, But Kamara seemed to drive on a lot more than Jack does. Um, and, and get get that wee bit further forward. So I'd maybe like to see that some more. I know I like maybe a wee bit controversial to drop Jack, but it's getting the. I think Kamara gives you more going forward. So like at Ibrooks, definitely have the more forward thinking player, uh, and then maybe away Jack's the man for the job. Um, just be a bit more horses for courses. I liked after the game. Yesterday, Neil McCann asked Stephen Gerrard about Glenn Kibara. And he was saying he plays a bit more further forward uh, for Finland. And is that something Gerrard will maybe look at? Gerrard said uh, when they've got a two-man midfield, it's so important that they protect the full-backs because the majority of their attacks goes through the full-backs. And it was, it was nice to hear the manager talk about that in public because it's something they get they get a lot of stick for and they don't really address. But what he did say was, first and foremost, they need to protect the fullbacks. but if there's opportunity or licence and they can go and get involved in the attack, then they want them to do that. So that might be a wee bit of a change in mentality uh, because I think we spoke about it after the Livingston game where it was Jack and Kamara. They, they weren't needed both to sit in, 
but they looked almost a, a afraid and reluctant to go to go forward. That was a completely different Glenn Kamara you seen yesterday. And, you know, he was, first and foremost, he was a partner with Stephen Davis in the middle of the park. But, you know, it, as and when the opportunity came up, he was getting, getting in a, about the, I don't know, I think sometimes we've got like an eight-man attack, but he was joining in, joining in on that. Craig, Alfredo Morelos, uh, you know, he's... I don't know. We <laughs> we predict every week that he's going to be leaving, and then he, he was back on yesterday. I I feel sorry for him. I thought when he came on, he looked really up for it. He looked as if he had a point to prove. And you know, Scott and I were saying he, he looked a lot less greedy. He looked as if he was to a partner roof up front. How do you think he done? Uh, he was probably one of his better performances that we've seen from him. Uh, Jared was saying that he's since the Hamilton game he's only had one day off and he's in working hard and trying to get himself properly in shape and I think he showed yesterday. Uh, as I said, I, w- I would have started him. I- I'd like to see Morelli San Roof. Um Roof just sort of playing off him because see, see unless there's something imminent, like if he's likely to be away by the next game, fine, don't play him. But if there's nothing actually lined up, then we're paying him a shitload of money. So and he's one of our better players, so get him on the pitch and get him scoring goals is, is my um, thinking behind it. But uh, even just a few wee things he done yesterday, like just nicking in front of the defender to one possession back and then laying off a wee pass, he, he done that a few times. So it was a shame to see him go off, but he, he looked a lot more up for it and um, looking a lot sharper and fitter until he got chopped down and Clancy didn't seem to give a shit about it, did he? So, Scott... You can be quite hard on the football pitch, but no, you're just an arsehole. You're the dirtiest player I've ever played with. I, I think that's a straight red uh, on that tackle on Morelos yesterday. But am I am I being biased or? No, I think nowadays it is a red card. But I think that he did get the ball, but it was just the follow through. Is you seen the gash in his leg? I think they said it as well. It's lucky it as a gash if they went into his knee or something that could have been. Could have been bad damage, but I think as I read, I mean, it wasn't even a foul, was it? It was, it was just they went out of the play. So it's, it's crazy. You can't. You see how high his leg is. So it's 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 obviously it needs to be a red card. Then you compare that to the the Ryan Jack one at Petodre a couple of years ago. Um, Ryan Jack wins the ball, and catches a player in the ankle, and it was column that day. Sprints over, couldn't wait to get his red card out. Rangers appeal it and the appeal still doesn't get one. So, what's the difference? It's Jack's caught the boy in the ankle. Morales has been caught higher than his knee. So, if anything, the one yesterday is worse than that. Well, G- Gerard made the point in his post game interview, didn't he? That what if it had been the other way around? If it had been Morales on the Dundee United player? I mean, it would have been the same. The, the red card would have been out quicker than the whistle had been blown. Um, it's the refereeing standard in Scotland is absolutely shocking. I think, uh, but before that, just to go back, my thought Morelos was was fantastic. I think he, he, he was his work rate was tremendous. I think games leading up to that, he's he's been very lazy and he just expects the ball to come to him. You've seen him; he was chasing down everything. I don't, I don't even know if he had a shot, which is so unlike Morelos. If you know what I mean, I think he he did. He did, as you say, he had a prove a point to prove, and he was. It was almost like everything he was doing, he was just trying to bring in his teammates. So I hope that's a change in attitude and, you know, it's he'll kick on from there. But 
obviously we'll see what happens with the with the injury, but hopefully he's not out for, for too long. Yeah, hoping it was that's you know, you never want your players to get injured, but when he's came back with a new lease of life and it's just so frustrating and uh, he does get a, a really hard deal. I think Gerard's spot on if you know, if if Morelos farts the wrong way he gets a fucking booking. Um but Ian, Ian, you mentioned that the standard of refereeing in Scotland is terrible. It is absolutely terrible. And I might be a wee bit naive. I don't think there's any referee that turns up to a Rangers game thinking I'm going to shaft them over. But there's some sort of subconscious mentality where Rangers are fair game. And it has been for a while. But I've, I really want the club to take him out and like make some sort of statement about it. This is the time to start being noisy about it. See if see if Morelos gets injured in a 2-1 defeat and we start moaning about the refereeing decisions. It's sour grapes. But we've scudded Dundee United for nothing. This is the time to take the moral high ground. Right? We won despite this, but it's still not good enough. So I really want the club to, uh, to start to help put an onus in protecting the players. Absolutely. I think yesterday... Um... Peter Pollock, he had one challenge, I can't remember who it was on, uh, but it was right through the, I think it was maybe an Arfield, right through the back of him, um, nowhere near the ball, and it was a booting, and you're just, that's a red card, like, you can't just come through the back of a man, like that, there was also the, the Bolton, what was it, had the big lunge when he overran the ball, there's every chance that could be a red card as well, but, and then Barisic got a foul against him when he clearly wins the ball, you're, you're just you're left shaking your head at times with some of the, the decisions referees make. But yeah, you're right when you say the time to come out is after you've had a good performance and and won the game, so it's not so grapes. I wonder if, like you said, subconsciously um, the refs like well, they're not out to to say they're going to screw Rangers over, but are they? Is it subconsciously they're out to say show that they aren't like pro Rangers? So they, they kind of give more against us or don't give decisions for us, like just to, just so that they can't go, oh, you're a Rangers ref, like that way. I, I generally think when the referee sees something and he has to make a, a split decision, instead of going on what he sees, I think the majority of refs in Scotland will think, how will this be perceived? And it's human nature, you know, if you look at... Oh, who's the who's the ref after we beat Celtic at Parkhead? Oh no, beat Celtic at Ibrox um, in the New Year game. You know he was getting death threats and that. Beaten won it. Who? Beaten. Aye, John Beaton. So that's the human beings. That's obviously got to play in your mind unless you're somebody fucking as arrogant as Willie Collum who thinks you know he's a he's a second coming of Jesus. He he's just a different fucking. He's a different beast to that kind. Um, you're also this has also got to play in your mind, and I don't know. I, I think it's uh, uh, it's it's just too ingrained in the refs now, and I find the club really need to start. They've made a few statements on and off the last couple of years, but I think they need to be really consistent. Well, going back to the football, then Craig, we've got a one-off tie against Lincoln Red Imps on Thursday on a on a plastic pitch in Gibraltar on paper it should be should be a comfortable one for Rangers but these one off games should be a banana skin how how are you feeling about this game? Uh, it should be one that we're winning um, 
we played in that pitch last year against St Joseph's and we although we beat them comfortably in the end in that pitch, didn't we? But it took was it about an hour or so before we Ryan Jack got a goal. So it wasn't it wasn't exactly an easy game and, until we finally got on top of it. Um and then you wonder about the injuries. Um what one of the pleasing things Obviously, there's nothing good about getting four players injured, but the players that come in and replace them were equally as good. There wasn't a, a drop in quality in any way, which I, I couldn't tell you last time that happened. Um, even if you think back to like Walter Smith's last teams, uh, the squads were smaller, so if we'd lost four players that were meant to be starting, that team would have struggled back then. Um, so it's really pleasing to see the, the players coming in, keeping the standards high. So it'll be interesting to see who who makes the game on Thursday and who's out. Um, it's one we should be winning. Um, I suppose with the, it being the one-off game, it, it sort of changes the dynamic of it now, doesn't it? Because we've seen Celtic over there, and was it Rogers' first game? They get beat 1-0 off them. Um, then they scudded them comfortably the second game, but we, we don't have that safety net. We need to make sure we get the job done. So it could be a tricky one, um, but I'm, I'm pretty confident we'll, we'll get the win. Scott, Craig touched uh, again on the kind of squad depth. So Ryan Ken got player of the month uh, for that month away on August. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Aye, that's 2020 still screwing with my head. So Ryan Ken got player of the month for August. Uh, deservedly so, I think. But you could have had up there James Tavernier, Bonabas, it's Connor Bolson, you know, that. I'll be really impressed this month. Same job I've got manager the month as well. But it just shows you how how come how much your squad has improved and has improving season on season. Gerard did say again that he's still looking for at least one in the engine room. This signing that I'm pretty comfortable the board will back him and we'll go and get whatever he thinks we need to get. But should we be looking for somebody who comes in and competes or a place in maybe goes into irritation with Jack Kamara and Davis or do we need to go and sign a, a main man like a Barry Ferguson or you know a, a Stephen Davis a 10 year ago I think we need to but I, I would like to see it I think I think with the four injuries it will certainly speed up that process and try and get them in as soon as possible um, somebody that's, that's up to speed as well we can't really have a, a Kamara Roof who's not played football this year and wait for them to do sort of uh, progress. Depending obviously Jack's injury, I think it's his his quad that he hurt. Mm-hmm. What was it? Yeah. Uh, so that could that could easily be a few weeks. Obviously Aribo been missing for four to six weeks as well. It's a it's a big loss, but I, I, I would like to see the standard going up even higher. Perhaps play as an advanced midfielder, not quite a 10, but he can play there as well. Somebody that can play a couple of positions, just to really add to the um, to the standard and, and drive it to that next level, which we need. To, you know, just what I said earlier, Scott Arfield was our main man. That was a Premier League signing we had. And now he's, what position would you say he's on the list? Like maybe fifth pick or something? Yeah. And that's, that's not been harsh to Scott Arfield. It's, that's just how the standard has improved so if we want to progress we need to be bringing in somebody who's going to improve the squad and that means talisman basically I don't know if you've seen it uh, the headline in the and I've not even got to give, give them the pleasure of naming them this newspaper but uh, Gerard 
you know, on RTV yesterday, all Gerard said was the board know that I'm looking for another an, another midfielder. You know, confident we'll we won't get it. <laughs> In this paper I've reported that Gerard begs board to, <laughs> to get you <laughs> signing. Oh, we're not really giving him too much too much wasted breath. But Ian, this is this is why people should listen to us and not read newspapers. Absolutely. Just uh, don't go anywhere near the red tops and uh, get get on your fan media and uh, just the, the lies they get away with printing is just how you can twist something so much is just unbelievable. Um, they, like they've done it before. I think they done it with Calvin Bassey, didn't they? Well, they said he had come in and said, "Oh, like I'm I'm here to challenge," and then they're like, "Ah, oh, he's going to take Barisic's place." And you're just like, no, he never said that. <laughs> he said he's here to challenge. Um, but yeah, I the lies they get away with printing is unbelievable. And they went with a picture of Morelis after they'd just been um, injured, so they're using Morelis rolling about in pain as a, their main picture. I mean, like Rangers have just broke a record for um, number of clean sheets at the start of the season. Why? Why is that not the headline? I know it is. It's you can't that. <laughs> it's like it's a very serious issue that you know uh, the club and club eighteen seventy two and stuff have been addressing for the last couple of years. But the other day I was kind of looking through. I think somebody put a thread of the kind of I don't want to call it highlights, the lowlights and stuff that have popped up. But I remember there, there was one. C. Craig Moore was uh, he, he was director of football at Brisbane Roar or something, and it was. The headline was Craig Craig Moore sacked after Orange Top disaster, and when you read it, it was like Craig Moore has uh, been sacked of director of football after two months at the post. This comes five months after um, <laughs> there was a mix up where the the Orange Tops collided with the home the home team they were playing. And yeah, that's just that's just trying to insinuate Craig Moore's a bigot, and that's why he's been sacked. But they were two completely unrelated things. Well, Ian, that was a good point you made there about the clean sheets. Actually, sorry, me going on my, my wee tangents. Um, seven seven clean sheets, or oh, Craig Angel was here. I might have mentioned it. Seven clean sheets. That's, that's unbelievable. Um, that's a great start to the season. Scott going beyond the the Red Inch game. Well, Wade Hibbs, who are also flying high, I know they they've been scrolling for fun most games as well. They beat St Mirren four 0 yesterday by Hank. Uh, St Mirren, well, just <laughs> Jamie Lanfield. Jamie Lanfield was on the bench. That says, says it all. Um, domestically, you know, for me, I'm actually more looking forward to the Hibbs game than the Red Hibbs game because I really want to keep a run of form going in the league. Uh, how how are you feeling about going Easter Road? I um, it's, it's our biggest test this season yet. I'd say it's more important than the, the Leverkusen game. Personally, I think that was just just had to turn up basically, and uh, if we could have just you know just got that game over with, you know, it would have been probably quite beneficial. But I'd say this is our most important game of the season, biggest test. I'm confident, but we want all our players to obviously be injury free from, from the game on Thursday. There's a bit of travelling obviously as well. So I just hope that it's just when we're playing a plastic pitch on the Thursday and then we need to go to you just fear the worst, don't you? But with the injuries we've got, I've, 
I'm confident going into the game, but as I say, Hibs are in top form, so it'll be a it'll be a challenge anyway. Okay, this will be the biggest biggest test so far for McLaughlin and whatever centre half partnership uh, are are playing because they've got Kevin Nisbet who's scoring for fun. They've got so they'll be without Jamie Murphy, uh, but you know Scott Allen who was injured, he's playing really well. They've uh, Dodge, you know, Ank. Boyle as well. Uh, I can't see Rangers turning up and thinking that they're going to win. I don't see them being complacent, but I think if they do turn up with the right attitude, it should be a should be a comfortable Rangers win still. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Hibs are doing well, and like you've named some good players there, but not one of those players would get probably would even get on our bench with them. Um, so we are a much better team than them, and if we keep playing the way we we can and defending the way we have been, it it should be a Rangers win, but. It will be a tough game. Um, it's Hibs have started really well, and all the players are in form just now, so it'll be, it'll be a challenge. But I'm confident. Um, we keep playing the way we're playing. We're in a good run of form. We're not conceding goals. We're scoring goals, so it, it'll be a good game to watch. I think. Um, but we'll, should be a Rangers win. Yeah, I don't want to jinx it, but yeah, a Rangers win. And if we could <laughs> send that clean sheet to eight games as well, then. It'd be, it'd be brilliant. One happy bear. <laughs> Four happy bears. <laughs> you, you said this will be our toughest test. Also, be Hibs' toughest test. So, like, it's kind of it'll be interesting to see how they actually set up because they've obviously been fairly attacking in their other games. But are they going to be quite as attacking against us? And we, we see when we are given a bit of freedom, we absolutely tear teams apart. Um, so, will they be as um, as as open and attacking? As they have been so far, be interesting to see that. And now you said that none of their none of their team would get in our squad, but shouldn't we be selling Ryan Kent and replacing them with Martin Boyle? <laughs> <laughs> I, I quite like open goal, but you can tell Kevin Kyle's just there. <laughs> they ain't waiting and I'm saying something stupid so he can rip him apart and bless him. <laughs> That's, That's, you know. Sure. Well, on that note. We'll finish up for this week. All that's left to do is find the, the my three wonderful co-hosts, Ian McCready. Good to be back. Craig McAdam. Speak to you soon. And Scott Hodge. Cheers thanks. Man. Thanks very much, everybody, for listening. Take care. <laughs>